welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, Welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Each week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and indeed across the country. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for being with us. And if you're listening on the podcast, we're glad you're tuning in on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. When we first started this project back in 2017, one of the things we we wanted to do was encourage our listeners with people in uh, inspirational business stories from people right here in the Mountain State. I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people, quite frankly, never get to hear about. And my team at Interaction Media then is working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are really actually getting that done. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences and more importantly, their stories. This week, we're going to visit with Jonathan Gladys. He's the owner of Coin Coffee Roasters in Bridgeport, West Virginia. Jonathan, thanks for being on the show today, man. Thanks for having me, Jim. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to to get a chance to talk a little bit here. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to have you on the podcast to share your story this week. Coin Coffee is a coffee shop and coffee roastery located in Bridgeport, West Virginia. They're passionate about showing people what coffee can be, and their main focus is on finding coffees from different regions of the world and roasting them to perfection. I invited Jonathan on the show today to talk about his entrepreneurial business, to share his story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into the business he leads and runs right here in West Virginia. Jonathan, take a minute and fill in some gaps from that very brief intro that I gave, and give us a little behind the look, uh, behind the curtain look into your company. Uh, yeah, so um, we uh, we got started. Um, we haven't been around too long. Uh, April, we opened for the first time April first of uh, twenty nineteen, and um, I have absolutely no business experience. <laughs> you do now. <laughs> um, I have. Uh, yeah, I do now. I guess experience is the best teacher, right? Um, I have no business experience. I have uh, no business degree. Um, I just I had a passion, um, and and I felt like there was an area. Um, in the, I guess you could say in the market in, in North Central West Virginia that mm-hmm. wasn't really being filled. Um, and, uh, you know, so I just, um, kind of, you know, it was something I did on my own just for a hobby for a long, long time. And then, mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine, me and me and uh, me and a friend of mine named Ryan, he's our, our manager, um, me and him just kept dreaming, kept thinking, man, what could be, mm-hmm. what we, what we could do someday. We kept, kept dreaming about it, but mm-hmm. putting it off. But then there was a certain day where, we said we need to stop. We need to stop having this just be a dream, and we should go for it. Why not? I'd, you know, I'd rather. Uh, I just don't want to. I didn't. We didn't want to. You know, just look back and and say, man, I wish we would have done that. You yeah, know. Yeah, sure. So we um, we started work, and uh, I think we signed the lease at the end of January of 2019. Um, it opened in April 1st of 2019. Um, 
and um, we uh, we were yeah kind of off Johnson Avenue in Bridgeport up yeah. until just, just just last month in December we moved to a little spot on Main Street Bridgeport yeah, um, and awesome. yeah I mean like I said I have uh, I have <laughs> not much business experience but you know it's it's been it's been very challenging it's I'd say owning a business especially a you know, not you know, uh, not just an online business, but an actual brick and mortar. Hmm. You know, with 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 employees, with with payroll, with taxes. Running that kind of a business really is. Um, it's got some high highs and some low lows. Yeah, we're um, gonna, we're going to talk about that for sure. Yeah, but Jonathan, yeah. T- talk a little bit about. You said you had a passion for coffee. Uh, I mean, obviously, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. So so talk us talk us through that because I hear, uh, you know, some some uh, folks always say, you know follow your passion. And obviously coffee is right. a passion of yours. How did you get into the coffee business? In other words, what was the thing you, right, right. you guys, you, you're like, Hey, let's just do this. I grew up here in, um, I actually grew up in like Lost Creek area and, yeah. uh, didn't, didn't like coffee at all. And I moved away for college, um, to Missouri. And when I was in Missouri for college, I, um, I st- still wasn't a fan of coffee at all, but um, one of my roommates in college was really into, you know, like, because um, all, all I had known my whole life was just kind of, uh, you know, Starbucks and Folgers. But uh, mm-hmm. this this roommate of mine, he he was into this, you know, like single origin coffee that, you know, was like from a certain area and it, it had very interesting like flavors to it. And, uh, hmm. I kept just being around and, and when I was in Missouri, I kept, you know, we'd go like me and my friends would go study at a coffee shop or go study or do, do, do homework at a coffee shop. And I was just around it so much. I just started falling in love with it. Yeah. What's, um, uh, what's your, what's your favorite way to drink coffee and what's your favorite coffee beverage, if you will? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I I love uh, every morning I just make a what you'd call like a pour over at yeah. home which is just kind of a manual a manual way of making coffee instead of using like a you know a coffee pot just mm-hmm. kind of a little kettle and a little um, I, I use a V60 pour over and I love Ethiopia coffee is probably a natural processed Ethiopia mm-hmm. if I had to if I had to live off one coffee my whole life yeah that's <laughs> awesome. be a, a natural processed Ethiopia and yeah. see so yeah, I went to college fell in love with that moved back to West Virginia. Um, after I got done with college and, and then, yeah, for a couple of years, I was kind of like, man, I'd love to do this here. Cause I feel like, like I said, there was kind of a, a, a void in the market, at least around here of, of what, what I was into, the kind of coffee I liked that I didn't see that available anywhere. And for years and years, I just wasn't really in a position to do it. Um, mm. and then, uh, like I said, I think Ryan, our manager, me and him, um, we finally just felt like we got to a point like in because he was working a different job and he felt like his time was done at that other job and um, he wanted to start getting into the coffee, but you know, coffee industry. And I felt like I was at a, a point where we could maybe um, actually make it happen with my schedule or whatever, you know. So um, yeah, and then we just uh, kind of went for it and uh, didn't, you know, f- figured it out as we went. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So Jonathan. Uh- Let's let's hear your thirty second pitch for Coin Coffee Roasters. In other words, what is it that you tell people you do and say thirty seconds? Yeah, so I mean, we like I said in that the paragraph is we we want to show people what coffee really can be. Um, that coffee can be something special. It's not just something to wake you up. It's not just something um, to you know wake you up in the morning and it's something hot. But it can be something very special. It can be a treat. Um, and we want to show people how coffee can taste from it around the world mm. through different processing methods, through different um, regions and countries, and different types of um, varietals of coffee. What coffee can truly be. 
and how it's very, it's something that's very special and not just something to chug on your way to work. Yeah. That's my opinion. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, being, uh, if, if you've ever gone to Europe, you know, the Europeans know how to do coffee, the South Americans, you know, Venezuela, mm-hmm. they know how to do, do coffee. And it's not a, you know, it's not a 32 ounce or a 64 ounce sure, yeah, <laughs> big totally. gulp coffee. It's, you know, it's a, it's an espresso and it's a couple of yeah, ounces. It's not, it's not a dessert. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so I think about that quite a bit and, and I love, I love that 30 second pitch because uh, coffee in, in a sense is kind of like other beverages such as wine or craft beer uh-huh. or bourbon. Yeah, it's a lot you know, of similarities. Yeah, and a lot so of similarities. You, you develop a palate, you, you find your, your flavors that you like. Uh, exactly. You know, and those kinds of things. Like you mentioned Ethiopia and like a, a yoga chef has a different uh, flavor profile than a Costa Rican yeah. or something like that. Totally. And uh, yeah. and I, I I definitely gravitate to what you're saying with regard to the experience of it. You know, I, I love to make a pour over for my wife, my son uh, on, on the weekends. That's my thing, you know, but on the, yeah. <laughs> when I'm, when I'm, when I'm in a hurry, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll just, I'll grab the, the K cup or whatever. And that, sure. I know you're probably cringing over that, but, but coffee is meant to be an experience, I believe. So I, I think you're onto something really big that right there. And I, I love that. Yeah. So ta- cool. ta- talk a little bit about, um, you know, how your, how your business works. In other words, obviously we're not growing coffee in Bridgeport, West Virginia, right? Right. But, yeah. you're, but you're roasting it there. So how does that all Correct. work? Yeah. So, um, and I think if I had to boil down my, my biggest passion, um, is, is the, into one thing It's probably my favorite thing to do is to, to, uh, pick coffees to purchase. Mm -hmm. And so what that looks like is typically, um, you know, a lot of times we'll get samples, like a small sample of a green coffee. So Mm -hmm. yeah, coffee's green and we roast it. So we'll get, we'll get samples of green from, uh, different producers or different companies Mm -hmm. from around the world. And then we'll, um, we'll sample roast them, like just small amounts of it. We'll taste them. Uh, me and Ryan, or maybe someone else we'll we'll get together, we'll taste them. And then we'll, we'll say, Hey, you know what? Um, we're going to buy, you know, a full bag of this one and a full bag could be 150 pounds or something. Hey, we're going to, we're going to buy this one. Uh, we didn't like, that one we're not gonna buy this one and maybe we'll buy that one mm. so i think just selecting the coffees is, is really fun for me i'm That's tasting awesome. yeah. figuring out which ones we want um and then you know we, we try to buy from different places um different different producers um, just recently we've been buying from a, a producer in Colombia that's just been amazing. Um, and we're really excited about, uh, those, those coffees. We're going to get some more here soon. Um, and yeah, so that, that's, what's really fun for me is we will, we'll select some coffees from different areas. We'll get them shipped here <laughs> to West Virginia. And then, uh, we will, and also then, yeah, we get a chance when we first get a coffee, typically we'll, we'll roast it maybe a couple different ways to see, uh, what, you know, what roast profile, you mm. know, produces the, the stuff we want in our cup yeah. or maybe we're, we're roasting one for espresso we're roasting one for filter coffee yes um that might depend on how we roast it as well so that that stuff's fun to me yeah. oh no doubt um, well how, do, and, how does that uh, process look in other words you get say you get a 150 pound bag of green coffee from from colombia or ethiopia mm-hmm. and and then you've got to um you've got to roast that how how uh, i mean what's the process look like how does it how long does a typical batch of coffee take yeah. to roast uh, a batch of coffee is um ideally like 11 or 12 minutes um in our our roaster and then um 
yeah, a lot of times we'll do a bunch at a time, mm. you know, if we, depending on how much we have to produce. And so we, you know, we sell it in bags, um, of course, that you can take home and, mm-hmm. and brew yourself. We also, of course, we need a roast for our, just our, our cafe for espresso or, or cold brew or, or pour overs, filter coffee. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, kind of depending on how much we're going through, then depends on how much we have to roast. And, you know, we try to keep it fresh. Um, we try to, you know, just uh, roast enough for what we need at the time and not have it, uh, we don't want it sitting around for two months, you know, it's just like, just like bread, you know, you wouldn't buy bread and let it sit around for two months and then eat it. You would try to consume it quicker. That's fresh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, one thing, um, because you like, you talked about the pour over, you know, and I like to grind my own beans, right. In a, in a burr grinder, not chop them up, you know, like a food processor or something, but but in a burr grinder. And I, I love the fresh beans and I love when that water that, you know, off boil water just hits those, those, those coffee beans, just freshly ground. And you get that perfect bloom, you know, and, uh, the fresh coffee, you know, it blooms and it just aerates and it's just beautiful. Uh, it looks like it's alive. Right. Uh, and when you don't have that fresh coffee, it doesn't really do much. It just kind of, yeah, it just kind of bubbles once or twice. So that's, is that a really good sign of a fresh coffee when, what I just described? Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely a way that, um, if you, someone just handed you coffee and you had no idea what it was or how old it was, you could, you could figure out pretty quickly by putting, yeah, you know, starting <laughs> to do a pour over. You could tell, Hey, this is probably, you know, a week old or this is, you know, six hmm. months old. Very um, interesting. Yeah, totally. And you're yeah, right. I love that. Uh, Jonathan, what's the thing, what's the thing that you're most excited about right now for coin coffee roasters? What, what's the, what's the thing that's got you fired up? <sighs> yeah. So we're, um, we're actually, um, we're in the, the process of potentially doing like a collaborative coffee bag with our friends at um, Stone Tower in Fairmont. So we're gonna we're uh, planning on doing a you know them roasting coffee and us roasting a coffee and then like putting them together in one bag, hmm. kind of like a collaborative blend. So that's exciting. That's um, very and cool. we uh, and we want to you know have relationships with other. Um, coffee people in West Virginia, and um, and so one of the ones that we've, we've developed a great relationship with is uh, Stone Tower in, uh, in Fairmont. So yeah, I mean, just I think just collaborating and um, building relationships with uh, with other coffee shops. Um, also, you know, just after I hang up the phone here, I'm going to ship out a few bags to a coffee shop actually uh, just up in Maryland, um, Clatter in, in Maryland. So, yeah. um, you know, just uh, cool. kind of getting more involved in, in the coffee scene in our local area and building relationships. That's awesome. Um, you're doing a lot for just being uh, in business since April of two. 2019. And I love that. What's the, uh, what's the geographic market that you serve, Jonathan? In other words, where do your customers come from? Are they coming to your shop from right there in the Bridgeport area? You're, you, you, I imagine when you're talking about selling to a coffee shop, that's probably like a wholesale side of your business, right? Right. How, yeah. if, maybe if you could talk a little bit about where your totally. customers are. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say definitely the majority of it is locally, you know, Bridgeport, Clarksburg, just mm-hmm. people coming to our actual brick and mortar and, and buying, you know, either cups of coffee or bags of coffee. But we also do have a website, um, and we um, we definitely end up shipping coffee. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, I shipped five pounds to someone in Oregon, <laughs> wow. and um, and then the other day, I shipped some to someone in Maryland. So, um, yeah, we have a that's website awesome. that uh, that's not a huge percentage of our business, I'm sure, but I think that'll grow. Um, and it's it's cool to be able to uh, it's cool to be able to share what we do here. 
you know, to, you know, people further away. And then, and then like you mentioned, we have, and it's not very big, we'd like to expand it, but we do have a little bit of some kind of wholesale business that we do, mm-hmm. you know, sending bags to other coffee shops for them, to, them to sell. And it, it'd be cool to see that grow. Both of those grow in the future, both the website and the wholesale side. Yeah. I think that'd be what we really want to press into in this new year. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are known for, uh, in addition to awesome coffee, you're known for your food as well. So maybe you could fill us in on a little bit about your food offerings as well. Yes, we do. Uh, we do crepes. Um, and uh, we've kind of, uh, now that we moved to this new building, we, we are doing it a little bit differently. Um, at the old building, we did them you know, every day we, they were available, but what we ran into is we felt like we weren't, um, we weren't always properly staffed to do them well every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes there wasn't much demand for them on weekdays. And so anyway, long story short at this new, our new location, we're only doing them on Saturdays. But what that does though, is that we can, we can make sure that we're properly staffed on a Saturday to really do it excellently and not just, you know, (laughs) do it, you know, kind of, um, subpar. So Mm. yeah, we do it just on Saturdays, but we end up doing really well, you know, good, a good, a good number of people know, Hey, Saturday, go get brunch at coin, get crepes, get a latte. Um, and so, yeah. And that's another thing. Once again, it's another thing that I felt like, uh, was something that you, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't get in this area before we opened, you know, I, I remember going to big city. Actually, I went to DC once on a trip and we went to this creperie and I was like, Whoa, like these are great. Like (laughs) where can I get these back home? I guess nowhere, you know? So that's awesome. uh, Yeah. And I love that here in the last couple of episodes, we've had folks that have taken ideas that they've seen in big cities and brought them back to West Virginia because nobody else was doing it. And and there's another example of that. I think that's super cool. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, how many, how many employees do you have there at, at coin coffee? Uh, three. Yeah. So we're a pretty small operation. Um, I mean, including myself, which I wouldn't count myself as an employee, but yeah, yeah, three plus me. Yeah. That's awesome. So what would you say, Jonathan, uh, since April of 2019 has been your best business moment? You talked about the hills and the valleys. Talk a little bit about (laughs) that, if you would. Your best business moment. Um, that's tough. I think uh, it was really cool. I would say maybe it's because it's fresh in my mind, but uh, we opened our new, our, when we moved to the Main Street location, we opened, uh, I think it was a Friday or Saturday. And I just remember uh, stopping in there and uh, it was cool to just kind of go into a place and be like, man, like I, like, we, we uh, did this. I mean, yeah, we did this. Like we made this happen. Like this is ours. You know, it's not, it's, uh, it's not someone else's that I'm just experiencing. Like this is something that we've built and, um, just to see people, um, really love what we do, Mm. um, is, is really rewarding. Mm. Um, and, and there's even, you know, there's sometimes people, um, you know, Ryan has a few friends that, uh, he knows that come from, you know, Pennsylvania or, or Maryland to come get coffee every now and again on weekends and stuff. So just cool to, to build a business that people will even drive an hour, hour and a half to come and, and get a cup of coffee from. It's really, yeah, really cool. I think that's um, very cool too. You know, I think about um, some, sometimes I like to just, my wife and I just get in the truck and take a drive somewhere, you know, and and uh, mm-hmm. oftentimes it's like, hey, where can we stop and get a good cup of coffee, you know? Yeah, so I think, no, yeah you know, me not, too. <laughs> yeah, with, 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 you know, with all due respect, I mean, there's a lot of cool 
little stuff going on in Bridgeport. There's some there's some good places to go get a cup of coffee. And I think yeah. that what you're doing is you're just adding to that flavor too, right? The, yeah, the, the, totally. the flavor of the community. There's lots Absolutely. of offering. The, uh, I'm of the belief that, um, you know, we have a lot of great tourist destinations in West Virginia, but most of the time it's those little small businesses around the, the attraction that we're going to see. The culture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, am I right on that? Absolutely, yeah, and I think um, you know, you know, Bridgeport does have a good uh, a good culture for small business. I think, yeah. and um, and I think you know, the more small businesses that go in in Bridgeport, I think it's just going to almost potentially make Bridgeport almost like a little a little destination town, even yeah. amongst uh, cities in West Virginia, just because people know that they can come to Bridgeport and they can they can hit up you know almost heaven, they can hit up Winnie's, they can hit up Coin, you know, and and go to a, a, a bunch of different cool. Um, you know, cafes and coffee, sh- coffee shops. Yeah. That's, and that's uh, awesome. I think it almost, you know, sometimes it, it, it helps, you know, you help each other. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times people view it as like, you know, comparison or like, you know, like competition, competition or, yeah. but I, you know, I don't see it as that. I see it as, um, you know, I think it might be a good thing because hmm. you have people coming to go to one shop and then they stop by at the next shop down the street or whatever, you know, yeah. and it kind of helps develop that uh, small business culture in a town. Yeah, I like your uh, collaboration mindset. Uh, you know, it reminds me of the uh, the phrase, you've probably heard it, you know, but a rising tide lifts all boats, right? So mm. the more yeah. the more folks that we have coming in, the more business, uh, more f- you know, opportunity for everybody. I want to ask you the flip yeah. side of that, for that last question I asked you, Jonathan, and that is your, bi- your worst business moment. In other words, take us to that place of your worst experience since you've started your company and tell us that story if you would um um probably um we've had a few equipment breakdowns and that 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 always stinks and i think the reason that stinks is because like our espresso machine is has gone down on us a few times and i think what stinks about that is um you know and also typically a machine like that is not something that you can just kind of fix on your own yeah exactly (laughs) typically when it goes down we have to uh well, Ryan, he he's awesome. He'll he has to drive it to uh, where does he? T- Harper's Ferry is the closest technician, really, a uh, licensed technician to work because we have a Lamar Zoko machine, and you have yeah. to take it to a licensed tech. And so, anyway, uh, long story short, um, that's happened a few times, and those are always really, really get me down because I know that okay, we're gonna have to be closed today because our equipment doesn't work. Hmm. I know it's going to cost me a lot of money (laughs) and I know that we're going to probably lose income, you know, and yes, there's, there's business insurance and all that stuff that can help with that. But Hmm. it's just a bummer when you know, like, Hey, we got to shut down and Ryan's going to have to drive, you know, like a hundred miles to get this thing fixed and it's going to cost a lot of money, you know, Uh, and those are always, uh, that comes to mind. You know, there's, I'm sure there's, and I mean, honestly, in 2020, there was some weird, some weird stuff happened, you know, um, with uh, COVID and everything. And, um, Mm. I mean, in March, I mean, I'm sure every business owner in the state was kind of freaked out for a little bit and, Mm. you know, we didn't know what was happening. And, um, that was, uh, you know, I don't know, that was just, uh, a lot of uncertainty and especially when it all came out in March, we just didn't know what to do and trying to figure things out and trying to be safe and smart. And but also trying to make sure we have income, you know, uh, that was uh, yeah. that was a tough little season. But you know, luckily and thankfully, we uh, we got through it, and I think we're better on the other side, you know, honestly. So absolutely, thanks for sharing that, Jonathan. I want to take a second just to mention our sponsors for Positively West Virginia, and they include Insurance Centers, the State Journal. 
wvnews.com and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia related to business. Our guest today is Jonathan Gladys of Coin Coffee. He's based in Bridgeport, West Virginia, right on Main Street. Jonathan, let's get back to it. What's the vision that you have for your business long term? You talked a little bit about vision uh, when we first started this interview, but what's the vision now long term looking forward? Yeah, I think our main our main kind of niche, our main focus is going to be because, um, like you said, you know, we do some crepes, we do even people come in and buy cups of coffee. But I think our main thing is the roasting side. Um, I want to expand that some. I want to, um, you know, the idea and the goal I think is to to help to get our coffees into more coffee shops around the state or around the region, um, and maybe you know grow a little bit even outside of just Bridgeport. You know, let it become more of a, reg- a regional company, or even a the you know the state surrounding us. You know, um, like I said, I'm about to ship out a few bags to a, a coffee shop in Maryland. So super cool. Um, yeah, I think just kind of more of that is what I would like to see our vision um, in the future. Um, so yeah, that's probably I, it. I love it. One of your customers, a fellow by the name of Jay McCord, writes on Facebook. You have gift cards too, so we got to remind folks that yeah. uh, that's, yeah. a, that's an excellent way to uh, experience coffee as a gift with a gift yeah. card from Coin. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk a little bit about you know because I like to ask everybody this question, but how do you how do you bring new customers into the business? In other words, how do you attract them? Maybe it's from the retail side, and, and, you know, and the wholesale side. What are things? Yeah. You, what are yeah? What are you doing on those? I I'm going to be super honest and say I might not be the best person to ask, but <laughs> I, like I said, I don't have a lot of business experience, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that. Um, people people can tell what you're passionate about and mm-hmm. i think passion's contagious and so you know we probably mm-hmm. don't do a great job at marketing i'll be brutally honest we probably mm-hmm. don't do a great job of advertising or all those things but i think if we do anything well it's probably just um that we really put passion into our product we really deeply care about it we're not just doing it for money we're not just doing it um you know, to, uh, you know, build a business. I don't know. We, we're truly passionate about our product yeah. and I don't know, people can tell, you know, we're not, we're not trying to just keep up with, you know, the shop down the road or keep up. No, like we're not doing it. We're doing it because it's something that we truly love. And, mm. um, and I, so I'm not sure if <laughs> this is the answer you want, no, that's, but I that's think, great. Yeah. um, just, you know, if you stick to your passion, you stick to what you're really all about, that's going to be contagious. People can tell. Yeah. And I yeah. think, um, you know who wants to hang out with someone that doesn't care about their product? Exactly. You want to yeah. you want to hang out with someone that's really passionate about their product that will talk to you for twenty minutes about it. You yeah. know. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I think that's good one. That's, if we have anything, we we probably have that. <laughs> I like the philosophy. Honestly, I think it's it's very cool, and your passion definitely shines through in this conversation. What's one of the biggest challenges you face? Well, I do think. I mean. <sighs> West Virginia is, especially our town. I mean, I love Bridgeport. I, I've, I've grown, I've lived here a long time and whatnot, but it, it's a smaller town. It's definitely not a Pittsburgh. It's definitely mm-hmm. not a Charleston. It's not even a Morgantown, you know? So mm-hmm. it is a smaller, there's, there's a smaller group of people we're working with when it comes to customers. And, um, you know, I think another thing that's tough is, you know, <laughs> specialty coffee is a kind of a tough pitch. Um, you know, it's, 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 I don't know, it's, it's not quite as maybe uh, marketable as a dozen donuts, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> a single origin, you know, a $4 cup of single origin coffee. Hmm. Well, 
I can go to Sheets and get a one dollar cup of coffee. You know, it's yep. it's a harder pitch, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it takes I think it takes a lot more um, effort maybe to build our client base. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, see, so yeah, I think you are working with a smaller crowd because it's just a smaller city, mm-hmm. and uh, it's in especially our industry or what we're what we're involved in our product is maybe a harder a harder pitch or a harder sell than if we were in a different you know if we were selling you know, French fries and hot dogs. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like that. And I, I appreciate you sharing that insight. I think it's very valuable for our, our audience to hear those kinds of things. What's one piece, Jonathan, what's one piece of advice you would give to young people? Uh, maybe they're thinking about starting a business. Maybe they're an entrepreneur at heart and they just don't know how, you know, been talking about it for a couple of months or maybe a year or two with their buddy yeah. like you, you and, and right. Ryan did. What's one piece of advice you would give them? Well, I think one thing I've learned and, and think I'm something I'm trying to balance is um, like, you know, there's the one side of me that's like, I just want to do what I love and I just want to do what I'm passionate about. But I have to remember that um, at the end of the day, we have to be profitable. And at the end of the day, we do have to, um, you know, like create a product that people are willing to buy. Because maybe me and Ryan, like, hey, let's, we're, we're going to buy the most expensive coffee in the world and, and sell it to people for like, you know, you know, $10, $15 a cup. Okay, well, that's maybe what we want, but is that what other people want? You know, yeah. so I think having a balance of like, yes, like do what you love, do what you're passionate about. Of, of course, don't, you know, don't, um, you know, don't give up on that, but you have to find some balance between, mm. um, doing what you really love, but making, just making sure that you're profitable, making sure that it's not just, cause you, the last thing you want to do is, is beat yourself to death mm. and not make any money. No you doubt. Know? No doubt. Well, then, <laughs> and it, I don't care how fun it is. At exa- some point exactly. you're going to stop. It's not going to be fun anymore. Exactly. Well, if you're not, if you're in business and you're not making a profit, but you're passionate about it, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. Exactly. You know, yeah, and that's, yeah, yeah. that's kind of the way I, that's kind of the way I look at it. And I, I think your advice is spot on. And I think that's awesome for, for our, our young people to hear that. Jonathan, what's one thing you do every, every day in your personal life that you think contributes to your success? Oh, I would say, um, never stop learning, never stop being a, a continual learner. Um, you know, right now I have like three books on my desk that I'm trying to read right now. So, um, I don't know. And even, even just what, whether it be podcasts or books. Um, and then, so yeah, be a continual learner. And then, man, I think it's so important to have connections and relationships with other people in your field locally. Mm. Like don't, don't be an Island, you know, don't be. And I think cause of people are scared of, of competition or what, I don't know, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. but if you need each other, like I'm so glad for the relationship we've developed with, um, Peter, uh, Peter at Stone Tower Coffee up in Fairmont. I'm so thankful for that because we get to we get to enjoy what we do together. We get to collaborate. We get to think through stuff, plan things, and hmm. um, you know, even you know, you know, just bounce ideas off each other, taste coffees together. So um, I don't know. Be a continual learner, and then make sure that you're building relationships with other people in your field locally. Don't be intimidated by them. It's going to help you. It's not going to hurt you. I yeah. promise you that. It'll probably open up doors, yeah. more doors. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, so. I, I often talk about the, this idea of a proximity principle. In other words, be around people that are doing what you're wanting to do, yeah. right? And it's going to make you better. It's yeah, going to push you. I think so. I think so. And I think you and I are on the same page on that, man, for sure. So I got to ask you the next logical question because you mentioned books, you mentioned podcasts. What's one book or a podcast or one of each that you'd rec- recommend for you know aspiring entrepreneurs such as yourself 
Well, um, I'll tell you what I'm reading right now, and this is very a very um, mm-hmm. popular book. This is this is you know maybe some people listening have read it, but the um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by uh, Stephen Covey. Yes, um, is a kind of a classic. But man, and I'm just uh, about two chapters in. Mm. Um, That's awesome. And, and uh, I, I love it. Love, yeah. love it. Love it. So yeah. I recommend that. Um, when it comes to podcasts, we have. Uh, very specific to the coffee industry. Um, it's called um, Keys to the Shop. Mm. And uh, that's a podcast. It's just for people in coffee, but it is so good. And and um, it focuses a lot on leadership, focuses a lot, because everything rises and falls on leadership. Um, that's a John Maxwell. A that's a John Maxwell. Oh, yeah. Right John Maxwell. Oh, yeah. He's the man. I'm reading one of his books, too. Um, the Five, what's that one called? The Five Levels of Leadership oh, by John Maxwell. It. Yeah, that's it's another, great. That's another great, one by man. him. That's but anyway. Great. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, I had to laugh and interject that, man. That's good stuff. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I could see that. Uh, you know, you've got a lot going on as, as a young entrepreneur, young young business owner there in Bridgeport, Jonathan. Uh, we've covered a lot in this interview. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about you or your story uh, with Coin Coffee? Oh. Um... Anything else with me and the story of Coin Coffee? Not really. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you go to Coin, you're not going to see me probably because I'm out there much. <laughs> uh, Ryan is kind of the face of our company, and yeah. he's, he's incredible. Um, you know, I uh, I'm more in the background. I roast I roast the coffee. Um, that's mm-hmm. what I do. I roast the coffee, and I, I take care of a lot of the the, the shipping and the deliveries. Logistics. And, um, yeah. 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 So you, you might not see me a ton, yeah, but um, I'm the one that's roasting all the coffee. Do you, do you guys roast the coffee <laughs> and, uh, right there in your retail location? Uh, yeah. Not not right now. We're actually we're, we're looking to move it in there. It's at my house right now, my roaster. Cool. And we're going to look to move it in there. There's a basement in there that we're trying to get it set up in. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, it was just, yeah we're still kind of getting settled in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. In closing, Jonathan, how can our listeners learn more about Coin Coffee? And it's K-O-I-N, Coffee right. Roasters, and perhaps even get in uh, contact with you. Yeah, so, uh, of course, all the usuals, you know, uh, Instagram, I think it's just Coin underscore Coffee, um, mm-hmm. Facebook, Coin Coffee Roasters. Uh, my my personal Instagram is just, I believe it's just John Gladys. Um, and then we have a website, um, www.coincoffee.com hmm. um, I think that's it <laughs> that's awesome yeah we'll make sure we have links to all that in social media as well as uh, in the show notes section of the podcast and I think that's great and I appreciate you sharing all that Jonathan it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast today I love what you're doing I think it's really great and I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work Well, thank you so much. Appreciate being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Jonathan Gladys and his company, Coin Coffee Roasters in Bridgeport, West Virginia, Our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with this business story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And we, of course, appreciate your comments, encouragement, uh, your reviews. Those are always important. And we also encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels as well. And be sure to check out our weekly 
uh, live show. It's called the Positively West Virginia Small Business Mastermind every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state each week to help small business leaders win. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Learn more about our mission of advancing small businesses and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia, but test negative.